What's happening, weirdos? This is the incredible Bobby Moynihan, who you know from Saturday Night Live, a.k.a. SNL. Ever heard of it? Wonderful, wonderful program. He's so funny, a talented improviser, writer, and performer, and I've been trying to get him on the show for years, and I'm so glad. I'm actually glad we did it when we did it, because he's found so much closure and so much wisdom, and he's really found a great cruising altitude in his life, and he's sharing some of that uh, with us here in this chat, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. Only uh, a couple things up top to talk about. One, I am currently on the road. Go to PeteHolmes.com if you'd like to see me in a town or city near you. Or if you're going to be in Los Angeles, I am there once a month at Largo. Go to Largo-LA.com and look for Pete Holmes living at Largo. Always the highlight of my month. The next one is on May 4th. It's going to be incredible. Uh, But PeteHolmes.com for your general uh, touring needs. <laughs> also, only one Pete's pick here up top. This is Magic Mind. Uh, the way that I do the ads here is I find products that I actually use and I actually love like Magic Mind, something that changed my life. Uh, I saw it online. I met the owner, the one of the founders, James Basharo, who's a, a dear friend of mine. He told me about it. He got me some. I am absolutely, uh, I don't want to say hooked because it's not like I'm addicted to it, but it has changed my life. It has made me more productive and less stressed. I can get more done and with less resistance. Magic Mind is a elixir, basically, that helps you focus better on your work, be more creative, and drink less coffee. Athletes have Gatorade. Now creators have Creatorade. It is a mix of 12 functional ingredients, including matcha, nootropics, or nootropics, depending on how you say that, that make you focus, and adaptogens that help you fight off stress. So if you take it in the morning with your coffee, the adaptogens round out the edge, the edges of that caffeine, making you less jittery from the coffee. If you drink it on its own, you don't get wired at all. You just get dialed in. It's basically flow state in a bottle. You get 30% more done on average. That's five to seven hours of 30% more productivity after drinking. This stuff helps you fight off procrastination, brain fog, fatigue, and some ADD symptoms, getting you into that flow state. It is wonderful, a secret weapon for me whenever I'm doing a podcast or sitting down to write or just sitting down to face my inbox, which always freaks me out. Magic Mind gives me the energy to do it and also calms me down and gives me the focus I need to do it. And with a money-back guarantee, any first purchase will be refunded, no questions asked, if it doesn't meet your your expectations. And we have a special offer. Go to magicmind.co slash weird and use my discount code at checkout weird for a limited 20% off your first order. That's magicmind.co slash weird and use promo code weird for 20% off and see what all the buzz is about. All right, everybody, let's get into our chat with Bobby Moynihan. Get into it. This is great. <laughs> Tell us about your renovation. <laughs> we bought a house. Not to be too YouTube clickbaity, uh, yeah, but right? Bobby Moynihan talks about <laughs> renovating his LA house. What everyone needs. And to everyone know. clicks on it and then they immediately cream their jeans. <laughs> That's the worst headline ever. I can't. Don't get me. I mean, I'm, I'm the one getting me started, but like when it comes to the YouTube game, like trying to get people to care about a show that's about like deep comedy, relationships, love, and the meaning of life. But like you have to be interested in like talking about like God or religion or whatever. But you also have to like look the other way when I say come gutters. Like how do you find it's how do you a, find that audience? It's a fine line. It's a fine line. Between 
love and podcasts. <laughs> what? Between love and podcasts. Yes, that's right. I, I don't know. I know I'm just so grateful for the people that we have. I couldn't begin to try and find the people that listen to the show. I'm just so glad they're already here. Oh, gotcha. Because it's got like you. changed as we've gone. I don't mean to start with a thesis about this podcast. No, I love it. I, I just was making sure we were talking about the same thing. I thought you just are? meant new people in general. And I was just like, <laughs> that also are, are people forcing you to meet new people? Well, that's what I thought you meant. Are you an entry or an ent- extra? Entry, introvert or extrovert? Oh, I don't know. Really? <laughs> I, I think Maybe, I'm... Let me ask you this. Yeah. Go ahead. What? Here's how another way to ask it. Sure. We just wrapped Saturday Night Live. The one episode, any episode. Uh, maybe you go to the parties. That Sunday, you calling people to hang out or are you just recharging? No. I don't hang. No. Yeah. I'm the worst. That might be introverted. I'm, a, I'm an maybe. anus. You're an anus. <laughs> when it comes to friendship. Just wedged between two legs. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm, very, I'm very happy to go home. Always. Yeah. Uh, and cancel plans, of, Got the partying too? at SNL out soon. The last two years, I don't. I think I went home. Like, like, it was like the good nights. I had my book bag. Right off stage. My book bag. It would actually just cut to an yeah. insert of you on a bus going yeah. home. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like Miley Cyrus. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hard, sound, hard, hard cut to me to in a you. cab, silent. Just... Oh. And I'm watching the yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's oh, a nice heart place to start. I heard, because you were one of those dudes that, was at UCB when I was at UCB, mm-hmm. and you were one. You were the first person. A lot I knew. of dudes at UCB. A lot of dudes. You yeah. were one of those beer drinking, soft white boys like me. You think I was really? Do you think that? Do you think a beer drinking, soft white? Is that really your remembrance, or are you just trying to be? Everybody absolutely at UCB was a, a soft white boy. A lot of them had beards. Like True. there was an improv, uh, there was an improv. There's an onion. There headline. was at least eight of me. There were eight of you. Yeah, it was That's like me, Pat Bear, John Gabris. There was a lot of there like, was a lot of use types. Yeah. Yes. And were there other Gethards? It's like Gethard, Zach Woods. Like that. I think there's only one Gethard. Yeah, but at least I'll call it the lovable pale dork. And I say that with love, and I'd say that of course, if, if I get was that. in the room. You know what I mean? It's like that I, type. that's funny. My first thought was I'm more of an Ernie, and they're more of a Bert. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Zach Woods is Bert. Oh, I'll take that. He's Bert. You were. I would used a second yes and because I can see him at home watching this. Well, I clicked the wrong. No, Bobby Moynihan renovates his house. <laughs> clickbait. I love. I love them all. Whoops, a doodle. Yeah, no, I love them all too. But you, okay, so I was there doing stand up, and you got SNL, and here's the heart opening, uh, kind of lovely gratitude place because. I heard you say that you cried when you heard your name announced. Don Pardo, yeah. Don Pardo say your name. Also, I'm going to blend into that, and then I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> like I'm warning you. Then it's going to be your turn. <laughs> but I, I still have SNL goodnight streams that I'm doing the goodnights at SNL. So I, wanna, I, w- I wonder if that primes you. Did you used to have SNL goodnight streams? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then getting it. Take take me through for the fun of it, but also just for that that warm you know what I mean? Like there we were. Do you know what I mean? There we were and you got us and now it's crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts Beautiful. to think about. It's also crazy to think about now because like <laughs> Closer to SNL or like whatever uh, um, 
talked about it a lot more. Now I don't talk about it as much. Yeah. So it is crazy to go to go back, I guess, and and start thinking about it differently. Because you're in Especially your, in yeah. the context of like, um, I don't. I like I said, I don't talk to many people. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah. to talk to them, like you were around at that time. Yes. Like it's like we were probably around each other more at that time than we are now obviously for sure, i think for that's sure. the last time everyone... i saw you was with the muppets at the hollywood bowl is that true yeah the last time we saw that each was other when in I person gonzo you. was there Go- <laughs> 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 the best the best thing i'll I've see ever you heard. next time gonzo's in town bobby yeah i, I would drop everything to hang out with gonzo not He's the Al Pacino of the Muppets. Friends of mine. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, because you understand. He, he's the Al Pacino of the Muppets is, I completely disagree. Really? I just mean. Get out. <laughs> Who is he of the Muppets? He's the, the Gonzo of the Muppets. He's the Mo Sislak of the Muppets? I mean, maybe. Mo reads to the needy. I night. don't know if that's right. Tell me. Well, I'm just trying to think. He's so like insane and weird. His whole thing is just weird for weird sake. But also, like, he loves a chicken. He's he's a very open. He has that's a, why I was saying Mo is admitted. He loves cross dressing. He loves yes. uh, like you know like yes. he, he's he's yes. very open. I'm trying to think like I don't know Al Pacino. Okay, Richard Kind is the Fozzie, or Fozzie is the Richard Kind. That's a good one. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's a really good one. I just wanted to get one right. That's all. You, know you, don't have to, you don't have to get and any right. I'm not right. making fun of Pacino's nose. None of these are Shots, right answers. There's a right answer. Shots fired on Pacino's nose, but Pacino's face reminds me of Gonzo. That's fucked up. I'm not going to lie. If I were Al Pacino, I would never listen to you do comedy again. Hi, Paige. Oh, you want the books? Come on in. <laughs> There's literally a family at the window. <laughs> no, it's it's Paige who works with me. Come on in, Paige. You interrupted a perfect that was excuse like a sitcom. for me to do. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, she's so cute. hello. Get real. Nice to see you. Hi, Haley. Yeah, of course. Yeah, my pleasure. Bye. Just Paige picking up a stack of my books. Just as I was about to... It's hard to find a, an opportunity where you can organically do your best impression, which is El Pacino. And it was that window, and now it's gone. I disagree. You think it can come back? I wish somebody would do an El Pacino impression right now. But I can't remember what the setup was. We were saying Gonzo. You said Al Pacino looks like Gonzo. Oh, and you said and he would I never watch it again. So he's I was Al Pacino. Like, well... I picked the wrong link to click today. Not bad. He, I, I, I like that he put it on himself and didn't get mad at you. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you made him a very my curious fingers. <laughs> He's on an iPad. Press the wrong square. I could. I'm not going to do an Al Pacino impression. Uh, this I feel is like my you Al Pacino could. impression. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. everybody. Yeah. Well, you're That's getting really the sing songy. I'm doing what Hater does, which is scent of a woman, Pacino. If you watch Frank Caliendo, he does real Pacino. No. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just this thought is, it would be funny this to find out. This is meaning there's the way he actually talks, and there's the way we want him to talk, which is scent Correct. of a woman. That's, that's, it's like, the, it's like Taryn's Brad Pitt. Did yeah. Taryn kill him? Oh, I didn't know he did Brad Pitt. Oh, it's my favorite. He did it on SNL all the time, but he would just do it, and then at the end of a sentence, he would just go, buh. 
<laughs> that. And it was just like he would always just add in a weird Brad oh, Pitt kind of sound, and it it wasn't. I don't think Brad Pitt does that, but it, it just he does. It's he if he, he has. should do it now. Yes. If not. Yes. But like that's my tra- favorite is like slightly exaggerated, weird impression. Nobody wants it. the real guy. I saw on your Wikipedia that you did, just telling you how I found it, but I haven't seen you do Jonah Hill, but it said you do Jonah Hill, and I was like, I don't even know what a Jonah Hill sounds like. Uh, that's really weird. Every All impressionists talk about Bobby Moynihan's Jonah Hill impression. It's up there with Rich Little, and that's it. <laughs> but um, I can't even hear him. <clears throat> it was 99.6% costume and wig. And uh, and four and four percent the way I actually look, <laughs> which puts us. I don't think I spoke. I, I might. That's, I might have not even spoke. I might have just looked. I might have just been the largest. And what's funny is I'm hearing how your potential to do Seth Rogen because it might just be. I did Seth. I played I know, Seth Rogen too. But, but like, I can that's hear a, that's that in the way you talk. Easy, to. Yeah. Is it? Well, what I mean, like it's a. It's a. I'm I'm not I'm gonna go as far as saying I'm never gonna try and do an impression on camera again. Really? <laughs> it was never your thing. Never liked it, I mean. Well, I think it the opposite. Like I loved like weird like my favorite thing to do in an improv show is to like make someone Simbad or like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Just like and I don't care what they do, I just wanna see them do it. Like, you know, like I love like I think I scored Sinbad with is like the best. Oh, it's my well, favorite. You can, you'll know if it's wrong. But you don't it's know how to make it right. It's more of a vibe with Simbad. It's more of a vibe. Positive and psyched and confident and confident. He's deeply and have large confident. Pants. He did this spot and he said he's never bombed. I'll never forget it. He says I've never bombed. Uh, and he's right. I believe he's right too. I actually believe him because bombing is an agreement you enter in with the audience. And if he doesn't sign, you have to serve papers to a comedian to get him to agree that he's bombing. And Sinbad just never. That's why his name is Sinbad. It's not his legal name. I, I, that's. I love him. I love him with all my heart. I always yeah. have. Yeah, it's me a too. Special place in my heart. Me too. For Sinbad. Is um, this real? Yes, very much so. He was one of those guys that when I watched when I was young, I was like, "We're about the same age." I watched his special and I was like, "I don't know oh, yeah, what's he happening." He is comedy growing up. I mean, like, he yeah, is he, comedy. Yeah, he, like he embodies it. He's not doing it in the way that Seinfeld's doing it. He just is it. Uh. He's just a funny guy. I wrote a sketch for SNL with a with a, a couple people, uh, Christine Nangle and uh, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking. Um, whatever. Um, uh, called Kings of Catchphrase Comedy, where like I got to play essentially like a smash between Simbad and um. Do you ever hear of Shucky Ducky? Yeah, quack quack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played a guy named Slappy Pappy who just ended every joke by saying Slappy Pappy wing wing, and it was just, uh, and just making weird sounds. And uh, it was just because I wanted to dress like Sinbad and and have a good time because I, I literally love Sinbad. Me, Melanie, and Joe Manny were obsessed with Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. Melanie and came hamburger. Melanie came up with uh, the best joke in the entire thing, which is Keenan Thompson plays a guy. <laughs> Please, it was kind of after Hamburger, who came to the show one night that we did the sketch, which was nuts. But wait, Keenan, Hamburger was hamburger there was at the show because we did it a couple times, and he came back because of it. Keenan played a guy named uh, David Beef Jelly Winfield, which I just Dave Winfield was on the Yankees, and I just thought it was funny. I'm gonna touch um, your knee. Is that okay? Uh, yes, very much so. Beef Jelly, David Beef Jelly Winfield, uh, and his catchphrase was just he would tell a joke. And John Mulaney wrote his first joke ever, which was, you ever come home and catch a white eating dookie? 
Your wife? And then he would just, yeah. Catch you your wife eating home? doogie. I catch your wife eating doogie. And then he would just go, beef jelly. <laughs> and that was it. And it was, uh, I think, it was my favorite joke uh, ever. I remember John Mulaney saying that for the pitching that for the, and and um, and it's hard to separate for from a really long time his voice because I can see him pitching it. <laughs> That's what I mean. You know, and then you having come home and you have say anything, yeah. beef jerky, and everyone's like, "This is a no, not beef jerky. That oh, would make sense. Beef jelly, yeah." <laughs> I remember Mulaney pitching me, not pitching me, but telling me. I don't think you ever did it, but they were wanted to do a sketch where it was, I think it was Reverend Al Sharpton doing a commercial for sushi, but he hates sushi. Just one of the most classic <laughs> setups where he's going like, they have tuna tartare, gross. Salmon nigiri, yuck. <laughs> he just, he won't. It's his, you just hear him saying it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of those, one of those. I shared an office with him. You for did? the first couple years. Yeah, we got hired together and we shared an office together oh for like God. four years, three or four years. See, that's interesting because Melania and I were friends before that too. So I watched both of Same, you yeah. cross over. I was there, like when they used to do Oh Hello, I was their son who wanted to be a rapper. Perfect. In those early videos. In those, like when we did a bunch at UCB, like yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That that's, is bringing me back. Yeah. Yeah, watching them do that. Insane. Nobody, like, I don't want to, it's a Pacino line, smell my own farts, but, you know, like, enjoy my own story. He says it in Glengarry Glen Ross. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) no, he goes, you close a deal, this place reeks of your farts for a month. That's right. I I was in Glengarry Glen Ross in college. You were? Yeah. Who were you? The guy that gets all his money taken. James Link? Yep. You were James Link. Yeah, yeah, in college. That I closed last night. Huh? That's from, that's from, you uh, did yeah, that play. It was like, I think it was. Um, and you, a lot of your lines name? are just my wife ellipses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of. What is, um, but you yeah, said, I no, I remember loving I can't, I can't negotiate. Negotiate what? The deal. The deal. The deal is dead, James. So you know it a little. <clears throat> You know it a lot better than me. I, I, uh, to the, I, I, I ran into one of the guys. Uh, forgive me for calling him the, the redheaded doctor from Scrubs. Do you know this man's name? No. Yep. Then we're just going to call. I love that you gave it a good call. I, I had to think about it for yeah. a second. I think I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember any. I think I'm thinking of Neil, the guy, the janitor guy. No, because you said doctor. That was oh, the yeah, the janitor guy. We're I tried talking to about the redheaded what you said to make it something you knew. I wanted. Yeah, yeah, so you could win. Oh, you mean Lassie, the dog that I know. <laughs> we got to get back to hamburger. Let's not forget that. Oh, sorry, but I ran into him, and hamburger? he played. No, <laughs> I ran into the hamburglar. <laughs> what if ham? What if the comedian hamburger was kidnapped by the hamburglar? Now we're talking. Or if he was kidnapped, and you're a cop. Here's the scene. Here's the scene. I think we, the, me and Mulaney and Simon Rich wrote a sketch at SNL that did not get on with Anne Hathaway, where I was the Hamburglar and sneaking back into the house, and she was my wife, and she was in a black and white striped nightgown. Oh my god! And she had a bandit mask on, also, and she was just like, "Where were you?" And I was like, "Rabbit, rabbit," <laughs> and she was like, "You've been stealing hamburgers again, haven't you?" And the whole thing was like, "Hamburgers don't help us. We don't." We don't gain anything from having more hamburgers. <laughs> they only hurt you. You need if you're gonna st- if you're gonna live this way, Thief. you have to start thinking about the family first. It was just a very like we like steal actual stuff. You have to steal money. 
it was like it was like it was like that. It was like you have to go if you're gonna steal, it has to be because three and three I never hamburgers. Spoke. I just in. said rubble, rubble. <laughs> You it did not get on. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I wrote that with Simon and John Mulaney. I think as a gift, you can also pass. Will you be a cop? And yes. I'm a cop, and we realize that the comedian hamburger has been kidnapped and it's a very serious situation i just want you to be a cop who thinks of the joke <laughs> do you think it was the hamburglar but is really trying not to you know it's inappropriate <laughs> it would it, it does feel like every cop would take the swing though you think they would go for it do you think it was know. yeah because they're chewing gum and they're leaning on the cruiser and like they before body cams definitely before the body cam it was a fucking open mic tell me about it <laughs> Uh, I wonder if cops know the name of the guy who invented the body cam. And they curse and his name. Like, fuck that guy, Doug Stevenson. Like, he, yeah, I, I got Stevenson. Oh, fuck you, Doug. Have you seen the, the clip going around like the past month of the, the chief of police in like Ohio or something that got pulled over? No. He's hammered and he got pulled over like a town over and he's just going... And the guy goes, no, I'm not turning the camera off. He goes, okay. And he just gets he so tried. defeated. He tried. He tried. He goes, hey, your camera. Turn it. It's real, like, adorable, like a child. Like, he's just, like, trying to get his attention. That's like my four-year-old daughter will go. Yep. She'll make a secret for no reason. She'll <laughs> go, let's not tell mama that you brushed my hair. Mm -hmm. Dada, I have a secret. What yeah. I'm going to go potty, and when I get back, I want you to unpause the movie. That's it. Because secrets are fun. Mm -hmm. Secrets are fun. Very much so. I just want to make a secret off camera with you Don't so we can have a secret. anybody else know. Yeah. This is very important. And then when you realize you have dish, because I feel like you tell me something Val just finds out. I don't know if you're that way with your wife. If I tell who something, my daughter? If you told me, no, no, sorry, jumping around, moving the subjects. Okay, I'm not smart. No, you are. Thanks. Excuse me, Bobby. Thank you. I, I'm self-deprecating. I like that. Which, by the way, yes, smart move. Whenever I'm looking at my stand-up and I'm like, something's off, like I'm losing them, it's because I have to add, it's like a seasoning. You go, it's because I made myself not the joke. I'm, I'm attacking something else too much, and it just needs a sprinkle of call myself Old Petey, or <laughs> Old Petey's not the smartest guy. It needs that. It's very different from other countries in America. If you if you look like me, I guess. I think it has a lot to do with how you look. Somebody told me in Ireland, the reason I mentioned other countries, is it's like if you're going to be uh, a, a singer, songwriter, or a poet, they're like, you have to be depressed. You just have to. Like, we won't accept it. <laughs> if, if you're going around whistling, uh, this accent is terrible, going around whistling Dixie, oh, it's Scottish. <laughs> They're like it's all the same. You earn it by being dour all day, and then they'll go like, "Let's have us a poem." <laughs> Sorry, we're all over the place as as we should be. I mean, as like I expected be. nothing less. I this is a day off for old Holmesy. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay, so you're smart, and I was saying subjects and secrets. If you, Bobby, tell me, don't tell anyone, but at night I drink paint thinner, right? Like, it's just something I love. Some people drink alcohol. I sip little bits of paint thinner. And I go, I won't tell anybody. I'm going to tell Val. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a couple. You're not talking yeah. to one person right now. It's a couple. Yeah, I 
I got a job recently, a job that like you're not allowed to tell people about. Yeah. You know, like you yes. got to sign something that says you won't talk about this. That for a says while. I am Boba Fett and you have to sign it. Go on. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> from the showrunner, got a text and then immediately sent a text to my wife that said, you're not going to believe this. I got it. And they cast this person. Yes, of course you did. And sent it immediately to the uh, showrunner. Accident, yeah, and then was like, I'm now gonna get fired. Wait, what? Because first of all, tilt that it, mic. Toward I'm sorry, <laughs> because I didn't send it to my wife. I you sent, sent it, it to the showrunner. I sent it immediately to the showrunner, and then sent him a text immediately that said, "Sorry, that was clearly for my wife." Like, like you know, which like, by the way, like our legal system didn't hear ha- a thing about it. It was yes. like, like it was like that is understood. I felt like it was just like we understand that. There's certain I hope. I can't think of them, but there are laws. Like, it's built into our league. I think it's so funny that no matter how many, like, Greek pillars we erect and, and we put on robes and we bang fine wooden gavels and all this stuff, there's all these allowances for the human condition in the legal system. And some of them have to do with, like, well, it was his wife or it was her husband. Like, you like if you're married or if you're oh, married. Oh, she can't testify. can't testify. That's what it it's is. your wife and, like, people get married and they're just like. That's what I would... Thank you for knowing what I was talking about. But that's absurd. That's absurd. It's crazy. It's like they're married. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, get, they have sex. <laughs> as you get older, don't you just find like it's it's abs- everything's absolutely insane and broken and has one every single thing has one loophole. Yes. Like as a maybe if it's even as a parent where you're just like, how do you tell this person? I was just thinking about that like, today. This is a fact. Yeah. Because it might not be a fact in two years. Yes. Or it might be, or I could be wrong. I yes. don't know. Like it's all you're doing is you're indoctrinating them into a conspiracy of flimsy ideals. Yeah. And that's what culture is. A conspiracy of flimsy ideals. Like I was thinking about like, I'm sort of full of shit when it comes to what I eat. Like I was, like I don't eat beef. I just, for some reason. I am beef. You're Shia LaBeef. I wish. You wish you were Shia LaBeef. Yeah. You would trade lives with Shia LaBeef. Not Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeef. A, a a Montreal street performer. A Shia LaBeouf impersonator. A fat Shia LaBeouf impersonator. Called Shia LaBeef. Uh, called Shia LaBeef. I would take his life. Not like kill him. No, he wouldn't kill swap. this man. You would, you would, I would face off with him. You would happily become. I would not murder him. Shia LaBeef. It's not Shia. His name is S-H-Y. It's, it's <laughs> correct. And it's airbrushed on his car. It's Shia LaBeef. <laughs> I tweeted that once. I was like, I never forget that Shia LaBeouf's name is Shia the, the and Beef. And his, his business cards are double-sided just in case. Wait, wait, which side is which? Both. They have both the same thing on, <laughs> on both sides. Because why would you have one blank side? That seems like something. Beef. That seems like a cocaine idea. Like uh, like the Wolf Thanks. of Wall Street. The Wolf of Wall Street guy is like, we print it on both sides. Why are you handing them one? You got a 50% variable. They're not going to see your info. I don't, I don't. This is the weirdest thing ever, and I don't know if I've ever thought about it, but the second my dad showed me his business card ever, I went, like, in my mind, child, I went, like, why is it not on both sides? I don't know why. And we're I back. Guess, and I don't think I ever thought about it again until this moment. I love that this happened. I envy 
you know the movie The Master where they just sit around and they like hypnotize each other and remember like weird obscure memories? No, but when you said The Master, the first, the movie I thought you were talking of is the one with Dana Carvey where he's dressed as the turtle. The Master, Master of, Disguise. of Disguise. Can we please do a supercut where it's mm-hmm. Phil Hoffman and they may, they cut in scenes, but it's he's talking to him and he goes turtle turtle, yeah, and it's the Master of Disguise. <laughs> Do you listen to Fly on the Wall by any chance, David what is Spade and Dana Carvey? Occasionally, podcast? Like, meaning it's I... like free therapy for me. Really, a little bit. Yeah, it's like hearing people talk about. Imagine if you had a podcast where the best people who ever worked at your job talked about it and brought all like all these right. other people who worked there. And yes, talked about it. Right. Yes, and it helps a, you in decompress. In a setting that's like you're getting to listen in without. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. What did you? What is it? that you were looking to salve. I get it. But what were those feelings that needed addressing? Oh, I mean, oh, how long do you have? But but what I was going to say quickly was... Uh, <laughs> Quite a while. Dana Carvey <laughs> spends 10 minutes addressing on the last episode the rumor that is going around the internet that he found out about 9-11 while dressed as the turtle on set. And that they had a moment of silence while he was in the turtle outfit and he had to like address the rumor that that didn't happen this week. And it just might be my favorite piece of life. My favorite room, like whoever started that or figured out that the time, I don't know what that is, but I I love it. Who? And that he felt he had to address it seriously was... Somebody that that seems like a weed thought. Like double sided business card sounds like a cocaine thought. A weed thought <laughs> is wait they were filming that in September of two thousand one. Like you can kind of subtract. Like, so I'm trying to figure out did somebody figure that out and like that sounds like a very brilliant mind got very <laughs> baked and was like these movies take about a year to so edit. Watching that movie, picked up the DVD case when I went two thousand one, <laughs> 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 and just started giggling. <laughs> Did he take off the glasses? <laughs> What's the play? Do you take them off? <laughs> I think you... You... Yeah. You must. You must if there's, into your show. If there's a better outfit to hear about a tragedy in... <laughs> I haven't heard that's that's the only member of the animal kingdom that's ready for horrible news is the turtle. Show me a better equipped animal. He's literally the master of it. So that's the best place you could have been on 9/11. Where were you on 9/11? In a turtle shell. <laughs> Thankfully. Thank God. That is uh, my favorite story. Uh, but no, that podcast yeah. is fantastic. Uh, what, no, what are the, the what, sen- what's the salve? What's the salve? Well, no, it's just it's I, I I maybe this is just the easiest sentence to say. It's 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 really comforting to hear all of these other people that you admire have the same fears. Of course, maybe that's can the real you sentence for fun? Because I guarantee I'm going to relate. What are the fears? What are these fears? What's one of them? Well, I mean, like, I'm not getting on the show. I, I'm I'm not funny anymore. Do these people like me? Am I an idiot? You Am mean I when you're on being, SNL, like uh, on the show? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Will they use me? I'm an idiot. I'm a fraud. Well, yeah. I mean, all the, I mean, every fear in the world, you know, it was, it was my life's dream. It was all, you know, it was, it was like we... I, I still can't believe it. And then all of a sudden it happens and then you have to navigate that. And that was, and like, I don't think I realized until after I left 
that how I navigated it, or even if I did at some times, like, yeah. like, like I definitely didn't realize what was happening until I left. And I know really? that now. Yeah. Nine years. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, after yeah. you were like, what? Oh, shit. Almost, almost instantly went like, whoa. And then like went back recently. And it was just like flipping a switch that hadn't, that had been turned like a nine year. You do something for nine years and then you turn it off immediately. Yeah. And then you turn it back on for one night. Yeah. And everything that I was afraid of went away. And it was just easy and fun and wonderful. And I was like, ah, oh, man. Yes. Ugh. You got the like, <laughs> it's almost like when people have near-death experiences and then they go like, why, are, why is everyone so worried? Like, look at your serious face. Oh, I can't find parking at the mall. You know what I mean? And they're like, you're alive. So am I hearing you right that when all the stress was gone, you got to do SNL like Buddy the Elf, like a free person? Yeah, I was like, I think my, 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 especially like my last episode of SNL, I got like really, really sick the morning of it. Like I was like vomiting, sick, like, like on the ground, like I can't, like if this was any other, this wasn't my last show, I would be calling out Yeah, and like got super, super sick and it wasn't the most enjoyable. It was now in retrospect, like it was perfect. <laughs> but uh, but like that morning, that I was, was not story. happy. I was yeah. not going. I really, this is how I wanted it to end. Like you know, like it wasn't the culmination I was hoping Although for. But then both it turned times, out to be your first time, Jimmy Pardo. Uh, Jimmy Pardo. When Jimmy Don Pardo hosted, <laughs> never not funny. <laughs> uh, when Don Pardo said your name the first time, yeah. I, I, he passed in between. Mm -hmm. But the, your first SNL, you had liquid coming out of your eyes. Your last one, well, tears. Let's, yeah, yeah, tears. I don't know what that sounded really liquid. I'm an alien. It sounded accusatory almost. That's something like, Mark Zuckerberg would say. Why do you have liquid coming out of your <laughs> Yes, it would. This is illogical. Uh, but then on your last episode, you had liquid coming out of your butt and mouth. That's what I was trying to bookend, yeah. your experience with liquid. I was trying to think if that was true, and I was like, I think it was just my mouth. Just your mouth. I don't mouth. know if it was my butt. Sometimes the butt sits it out. And you know Thankfully, what? Respect. Gave me a little break. Respect. Little guy, little guy gave me a break that day. He's he's dealing with enough. Man, well, tell me about it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you were puking. Okay. Oh, I was a mess. I was a mess. So, but we were talking about then when you came back, you were able to enjoy it? Don't let me put words. It was just like, you know, the second you get SNL, you start thinking about leaving when you're going to host. And like, <laughs> you know, like the 50th, like, you know, like That's it's like so there's funny. all these, you know, things you wonder, or at least I did and do. And, uh... Sorry, the bird just the bird started is beautiful. chirping. It yeah, was beautiful, beautiful for bird. a moment. I'm glad you. I'm glad um, you heard that bird. Yeah, thank you. For a moment, that bird existed in arguably three consciousnesses: yours, mine, and Katie's. I like to think that bird was Lord Michaels telling me everything's going to be okay. <laughs> tweet tweet. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like that thing where you fly by Pete Holmes's house. <laughs> um, Oh boy! What was I saying? Where are we? What day is that it? You enjoyed it when you came back, and yeah, yeah. it was what, like the first time you got, you think about the fiftieth, you think about hosting. In the middle of the pandemic, I got a text that was like, "Hey, do you want to come do Drunk Uncle for this cold open?" And I was like, oh, "They asked!" Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was very much very nice feeling after yeah. not being there for a while. And then my second thought was, "We're in the middle of the pandemic. I don't want to get on a plane." Like, and yes. then by Tuesday, it was cut, and I was part of me was devastated. 
a part of me was extremely fine with it. Yeah. And like just that alone, like that thing alone of like, well, they asked. Yeah. I can take that with me. And like, I think now I have learned the small battles of SNL is just like, stop. They asked. Yeah. Move on with your life. <laughs> like now a, I'm better with not making it emotional and making it like your identity. What, this is Saturday night. Why? Like, you know, yeah. now it's just like, yeah. it's cut. Great. You say it like in torment. Live from New York. Oh, God. I probably it's Saturday have. night. And your, your wife is like, sweetie, yeah, yeah, let's take a big yeah. breath. <laughs> you just said live from New York at Saturday night in uh, anger. The mu- When the music comes on, you can see my shoulders and my wife, which is like, it's like whenever we hear the music, it's like the tense. You couldn't be in this, uh, a safer place. You had your dream come, meaning this is right in my alley. You had your dream come true. But now in our uh, 40s, looking back, I'm kind of like, it is a pressure cooker. It, it is kind of an insane, not a careful what you wish for, but like there had to be moments where you're like, let, let me put it this way. Let me ask. You went back and you, you I just, saw all these optional just Completely things. different perspective. Tell just me. like, well, I think it was like, it's this thing of like, you get there and Lauren was a little bit like, you made it here, like the, the job is over. Yeah. Like, you know, like you did it. Now just act like it. And it's not that easy to say. Like he said those essentially those words yeah, yeah, to me. Yeah. Just act like, like you belong. Relax here. and fucking act like you belong. Yes. Like kind of in not in very more lorn words. Yeah. I heard and you, yep. And remember thinking like, okay, pal, like that like, oh, I'll just do I'll do that. Hold on one second. Let me go talk to Paul McCartney. Yeah. Cause how do you act like what do you do? Like yeah. it, and that but now as an adult and also somebody who's gone through therapy and had both their parents pass away and has a child and like, you know, there's a lot more life, real yeah. life experience yeah. rather than just like, and I wrote a sketch this week where I'm a suit salesman. Like, <laughs> like um, <laughs> real actual problems. You have other tent poles. You have other fence poles, like well, more property. <laughs> yeah, I think therapy alone changed everything. What was it? What was that shift? realizing that there were maybe two things that made me uh, get SNL, which is like being funny and like being able to take a mental beating. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Like being somebody who's like a a good dumb soldier. <laughs> yes, I understand. Or 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 do you or look in some at- capacity like 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 uh this guy can withstand the insanity of what's about to happen. Yeah. He may not know it. Is it because... <laughs> but, like, he can do it. He can withstand the the insanity. So many thoughts. Yeah. One, I feel exactly the same way. I'm wondering if you feel like that's linked to your childhood, as I did. I was like a rowdy Saturday night at a club is nothing compared to the Holmes household. Two, <laughs> um, let's start with that one. Like, do, do you think it was, like, you were bred... To kind of withstand insanity? Like Jason Bourne? (laughs) Yeah. I guess, like, I guess I didn't even know that. Like, in the year I finished, uh, SNL ended. I had been dating someone since, like, before SNL. And we knew we were going to get married at some point. But, like, the SNL ended, uh, got married, um, had a kid. And then my father and my mother passed away six months after and apart. So it was like within a, In year, a year, they both passed. just like just like all these major crazy insane changes. Wow, 
had you craving that Dana Carvey turtle costume. <laughs> You're damn right. And, uh, uh, and like finally started going to like therapy and like taking that part of life super seriously instead of just being like, I'm, I'm a funny weirdo and like, you know, this is who I am. And like, you know, started doing the work. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. that, like, you know, whatever. And, um, because it was hurting you. Was I was getting... in a bad, I was in a, I don't want to say like I was in a bad place. I was in a new place. That was bad. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> Where I wanted to stab my eyes. No, yeah. I just kidding. You wanted to equis yourself. Uh, but you were, it was starting, what, I, what I'm hearing and what I want people to hear is there comes a point where therapy isn't just chit-chatting with a doctor. You go like, I need to un, un, uh, not some of these blocks in my psyche. Well, or it's going to hurt. Me. I guess only because I've I had only been going for a little while. It was like when I first started, I was just like, I'm just paying someone to complain to them, and then it was realizing that that's not what I'm supposed to do. That's what I think. That's what I did with my mother. Right. And right, you know, right. and like that. You know, like it's like it's 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 that. Put on a show a little bit. It's it's a little <laughs> bit. Um, I think what therapy a little bit taught me and. I think this, I, I was trying to explain this recently to my wife. It's like this, you experience this thing that you love, but then you realize that the thing that you love is not what it was, but then it kind of is, and then it's over. <laughs> yeah. And then you spend all this time thinking about that thing, but then you're like, I need to move on from that thing, and all this other life is happening well, now I now I'm going off on a crazy no, tangent, but like, I hear you. It sounds like SNL is sort of like condensed milk. It's like you did a showbiz career condensed into nine years, and all of that value and identity that we get from this external affirmation system that is our work, you got yanked out of it, and you also crammed it like they were making liver pate out of you, like it got funneled into you in nine years, and then you're booted, not booted, but you you're out. And you have to deal with that, like, who am I? Like, you had, like, an existential thing, Well, yeah, right? I think it's like, it's like, when I look back now, it's like, when I was 15, I was 25. When I was 25, I was 30 in my, like, I was, I was making, like, you know, like, whatever. But then in my 30s, I was 15 again for 10 years. <laughs> So you had a brief stint as an sense. adult so to like, get SNL. So like in what I thought was like the start of like the, the, the new thing was actually like being knocked back a little bit. Mm. Mental, like, you know, like it's like, I don't think I really knew what was going on Is it when I was there. I really don't. I think I was like, I was so taken. It was very space camp. Like I was so like. It didn't dawn on me till after. Just going back, I went like, "Oh, I would have done this completely differently yeah. if 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 I had nine years of of therapy under my belt." Or is it not because nine, the 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 behaviors that you undertook? I'm projecting onto you. This is what I I've done to survive intense show business experiences were regressions were like going back to survival techniques coping techniques you're talking about being the guy that could take a beating or like deal with a lot of stress but they weren't necessarily the healthiest ways to deal with them no the ask you're being asked to do this very remarkable thing and you were under equipped you hadn't 
learned how but to. But I could do it for like you know it's like you didn't know. That's I, I'm, well, you know, I'm hearing like, you perfectly. Like, yes, you did it, and in fact, you were grateful that you could do it. You had this imperfect fuel running the machine, but the machine was still running. What did you learn that 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 made the difference in therapy from that? When I went back, I went. I got a text saying, "Hey, Tom Hanks is in town. He's got nothing to do. He's here. It's Halloween. Do you want to do a um, Mr. Uh, Pumpkins? Uh, uh, Miss David Pumpkins. Yes, Mr. Pumpkins. He's Mr. Pumpkins to, to everyone me. else. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> um, and I was just like, we'll see if this happens. Sure. And it was really nice to not go like, <gasps> yeah. Like they picked me, like you know, it, and that was a, sh a an initial shock where I went like, "Oh, you're doing okay." <laughs> yeah, like you're doing a lot better. What's between one and two? Because when it comes, to I think just I'm right now where I'm at a place in my life where I'm 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 good and I'm ha like I feel okay. Yeah, and I'm Fam happy. I'm um I love my wife and my family and yeah. We're about to have another kid, and like, oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, Congrats, and like, man. just like everything's great. Like, uh, like you know, work isn't uh, as over, like, uh, uh, not overwhelming. Um, it it doesn't get to define omnipresent. Like, just like you know, like there was a big major thing for a long time. Like it was SNL, then it was another sitcom, then another sitcom, and now it's just kind of like a bunch of really fun stuff and doing new stuff. And I'm in a different place. Everything's great right now. So you're saying once you, I'm gonna put my own twist on that once you were vulnerable in other areas of your life getting married is a vulnerable thing having a family is a vulnerable thing but you allowed to trust other things to meet your needs other than this weird i'm gonna say for myself a dysfunctional pay to play earn your specialness be the shiny boy you start looking i heard seinfeld talk about family being like neptune who I just love it so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Jerry Seinfeld. Oh yeah, I was in a movie he directed. <laughs> I know that guy. I want to hear TV about show. that TV show Seinfeld. Yeah, he said when he got married and had kids, it was like moving to Neptune. He's like, I've done everything they've done on Earth. Let's see what let's see what they're doing on Neptune. He has an amazing bit about uh, uh, we call family vacations, which he just calls them fight. He just calls family vacations, but what they just call them is fighting in hotel rooms. It's very, very funny joke to me. But once you move to Neptune, now you get these transpondences from Earth, right? You, what I mean is family started meeting your needs you started meeting your own needs and needing less david s pumpkins i'll always need david s pumpkins oh, the only reason i went back to snl is david s pumpkins david is snl because, pumpkins. Is, well no rita wilson had a singing engagement in new york and tom had nothing to do <laughs> that's why i went back to snl and knowing that and not like they picked and being able to say that sentence and be fine with it. Yes. <laughs> is, is that to me is precious. Was it finding anything about yourself? I, I'm assuming your wife and child have helped you learn your value outside of being chosen shiny special. Yeah. I don't, but it wasn't like, I don't want to. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Like, does Bobby love Bobby a little bit yes. more? Yes. Oh, very much Bobby so. Bobby loves very Bobby much more. So. Yes. You've learned to forgive yourself, accept yourself. Yes. Yeah. And when you were on SNL, you were more looking. I'm not going to stop. I just need to continue to do it. Yes. I'm just, I'm just more aware of it. And it, it, I think 
at around that time, I was aware that I wasn't maybe being so kind to myself or treating myself well or just coping like you know what I mean like I'm really good at just moving on and just keep and like or keeping myself busy and and or you mean after the show must go on you know kind of did you suffer like particular abuses like were there moments looking back where you're like I'm not looking this isn't a gossip SNL yeah where it was just like I mean every day 50 times right I mean everybody did I mean like yeah what what shapes did those take punching no (laughs) just belittling yelling i mean just i think just general fear and tiredness and uh every every you know what i mean just like all across the board and and it's got like that it's probably got a new yorky flavor whenever we go to new york like when i took val to new york the first time i was like in new york being uh, polite is being quick. You go, turkey on rye. Like, that's polite. If you go like, ha, what do you like? You're an asshole. It's yeah. the opposite anywhere else. So I have to imagine even the New Yorkiness of SNL and the time of it and the liveness of it, pressure cooker, pressure, and that must mean people aren't very kind always. Oh, I, because of SNL, because of nine years at SNL and the, the, the skill of the people who put on that show... Any job that I have had since then, I am like, we can do this in three minutes. What you're doing can be done in a commercial break. Can we speed it up? Like, I have, like, I'm, I'm like, if there's so no, funny. there's, I'm like, when people come over and they, like, start going like this or, like, they touch my face like this and they walk away, I'm like, that didn't need to be done like i get like you're the guy that livid. goes this meeting could have been an email well <laughs> a little bit just because like nine years of just like it doesn't matter like, it doesn't matter go the show it doesn't from matter multi-cam back to single cam you're just like uh, we no. could have been done and and that's oh, i saw the different step. end of the spectrum i mean ted Danson only works eight hours a day and like from start to finish, so it wow. was like I went from the hardest possible job you can do, hours wise and mentally, I think, to the Best. To Ted dancing schedule, and like it was real nice for for two seasons. You got to get in that dancing. You know, you, yeah, you do. You got to get in that dancing. Yeah, the greatest. I ran into him not that long ago, and he just seemed so leisured. Yeah, just just he's. I feel like he is kind and smooth. You you immediately as uh, as an actor you are immediately aware that you are around somebody who has been in the business long enough <clears throat> that they know how to pace their day. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's a value and protect to themselves. them. Yeah, protect themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my favorite—I've told it a million, but I'm going to tell it to you in case it spurns other th- spurns spawns other uh, spurns other spurns humans. other humans. Ted, somebody was working with Teddy D. And after a take, he walked back over to the actors and he goes, isn't acting embarrassing? And I just think that's the best. I think that about that is all the, the time. You almost heard his voice when you said yeah, that. Yeah, isn't acting embarrassing? It's just like, that yeah. is so fucking funny to me. And so true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. It's embarrassing. There's a crew around and you have to be like, yeah. you! <laughs> you can't talk to me! And then you'll cut and then you eat Reese's Pieces. That's a that's an insane person. And you look at your phone to see what's happening in the, in actual life. Yeah, that's right. It's crazy. Do you, you take, have you any take your tidbits? diaper off? Are, th- <laughs> are there any tidbits that you've gathered about show business, about acting, about whatever little mantras like that? Acting's embarrassing. 
Something somebody whispered in your ear in a key moment, a clutch moment. Anything come to mind? Nope. Did Lorne Michaels really tell you to eat a sandwich? Yeah. He did? Yeah. Really? I thought for sure you were going to 9-11 turtle that story. <laughs> That's the rumor that I heard. And But th- this is why I feel okay. Well, it was me. like, it was, I mean, like, I think I've told that before. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to say I am 99.999% sure that he came up to me and said, at one point went, uh, what happened to my big guy? When I lost weight, and then when I was, uh, what happened to my big guy? Yeah, like a little bit like that, and then when I was like the other one, like oh, maybe not, maybe not that sandwich, or like, like it was both sides of it. It was Wait, like when he was I was you too to get... big. <laughs> I remember the sentence: "You look like a tick about to pop." He said that to you. Yeah. You look like a tick about to pop, and I did. <laughs> but but also now, I know like. I can, I it, uh, yes, those those words were said, but the way they were said is 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 important. Yes, and I can delineate that now. Of like, I'm not, you know, like it was chaotic and hectic at the time, but now I can go. He wasn't wrong. He was trying to explain to me in a nice way, and I might have been a little emotional and been like trying, and he was just like Bobby, Bobby. You know, like he's, you know, first thing Lauren tells you is he's not your father. But he's your father, <laughs> and, and he knows it. And like, and I like that's like I think that's the sentence. Yeah. Like I think like yeah. that for me it was the was the the realization of like yeah. a couple of those things were said, but maybe they were said for a reason. Mm. And uh, and I and I and I remember them now. And I'm I I think I can remember things that were said to me at that place where I'm not happy, and those comments that he made for that were not them like not, I, I not don't in think that back in those and go like like i almost go like i see why if that makes any sense i know kind it's of. a little victim blamey myself but like <laughs> yeah but like but like i truly mean it like it's like i was uh well maybe not maybe not the the confusion of of making me battle against myself that's a little rough yeah and he is your dad biologically we found out Jerry Seinfeld. Who? Still, I'm not. Nothing's coming up. I fe- I see a face, but I don't know whose it is, man. It's Ryan Hamilton in a wig. Ryan Hamilton's a comedian who looks a lot like Jerry Seinfeld, in my opinion. Oh, yeah? When we come back, we're going to take a little break. I want to talk. Five minutes seems long. What do you mean? Up for a break. I just want to say that. <laughs> we're going to take a 45-minute break? It just feels long. I'm just going to say that right now. We're going to take a 45-minute break. But you guys will be right back. I do want to talk more about food. I want to talk a little bit about... Well, well you'll see. Did we talk about food in the first Well, we're part? into food now. Are we? Yeah, we're talking about him telling you to eat a sandwich. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, I just didn't make the correlation. Now I have, because that sandwich is a food. I didn't make my own correlation. I guess I went more like, ooh, were we talking... Like, I love good food, and I got, like, excited, but then I realized you were talking about trauma. Yeah. Trauma. Yeah. Do you ever salve your trauma with trout? Uh? <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll be right back. 
We talk a lot about anxiety and depression on the show, and I've personally struggled with both, and have friends uh, who have been debilitated, completely derailed by both. And I also have friends whose lives have been transformed by guided ketamine therapy. So I'm so happy to be working with MindBloom for this episode, because sometimes it's not as simple as a new therapist or exercise, meditation, or diet. Sometimes you need something new to unlock your brain, and maybe that thing is guided ketamine therapy from MindBloom. There's a new tool to improve your mental health at home ketamine therapy. At home. And MindBloom is the leader in at home ketamine therapy, having safely helped thousands of people overcome their anxiety and depression. Unlike traditional talk therapy, ketamine works quickly and doesn't have the unpleasant side effects of traditional antidepressants. In fact, in a study of over 1,200 MindBloom clients, 89% reported improvements in their anxiety and depression after only two sessions. It's incredible. And right now, MindBloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash Y-M-I-W and use promo code Y-M-I-W, like you made it weird, Y-M-I-W. So take the first step and break free from your anxiety and depression with MindBloom. Mindbloom.com slash Y-M-I-W and use promo code Y-M-I-W. We are also brought to us by our friends at Blue Land. Did you know we are eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week? Yeah, that's right. The products we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply, generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up ingesting. Luckily, our friends at Blue Land set out to do something about it, to eliminate the need for single-use plastic in the products we reach for the most, like hand soap. Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap bottles and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive uh, carbon emissions. It's a huge waste, not to mention the nasty ingredients in them like chlorine and ammonia. But Blue Land is reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet by offering endlessly refillable cleaning products with a beautiful, cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Just fill the bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Hand soap, toilet bowl cleaner, and laundry tablets, all with clean ingredients you can feel good about. No more bulking cleaning supplies on your grocery run. And refills start at just $2.25. That gets even lower if you subscribe or buy in bulk. I recommend their Clean Essentials Kit, which has everything you need to get started and comes in beautiful light scents, such as iris agave, fresh lemon, and eucalyptus mint. And Blue Land has an offer just for weirdos. Get 15% off your first purchase of any product and get cleaning products that I love the look of and love that they're good for you and good for the planet. To get 15% off your first order, go to blueland.com slash YMIW. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash YMIW. That's blueland.com slash YMIW. All right, let's get back to Bobby. And we're instantly back for us. You and yeah. I are instantly back. I know, but for me, it was 48 minutes. Yeah, we did take a long three extra. Bobby took a, a, a nap. Yeah, I fell asleep. It was a really weird I haven't slept in six days. It, is that true? Yeah, no. How far along is your wife with baby number two? We're due like soon. Wow. What's yeah. the age diff between the two? Uh, One will be six and one will be born soon. Okay, interesting. Because my wife and I kicking that soccer ball around and we're, we're going like, do we want another one? And we're kind of like, maybe it's just the three. So my daughter's already four. So the six year difference. Uh, interesting. Some people say that's the best. 
Uh, we'll see. I don't know. First yeah. time. I'll be curious. First time. First Do you time make a lot of big decisions over kicking around a soccer ball? Yeah. I think that's really smart. I think that make that makes it physical. It gives you something to focus on while also uh, making a life decision. It's like you have your best ideas while driving. And true. Or yeah, showering. I or showering. Too. Yeah, some other activity. I was just thinking about that Bathrooms today. Bathrooms and cars. Long haul drivers probably have brilliant. I'm not making a joke. I bet they have brilliant ideas because they're occupying. William Shakespeare. William Shakespeare was long haul driver. Who? Long haul driver. William Shakespeare. What? I can see a face. He was in B movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me a Seinfeld directing you story. Was he a good director? What was it in? Uh, he made this movie called Unfrosted for Netflix, and I can't wait. I mean, like, oh, I've, for Pop Tarts. Yeah, yeah. It's like based off of one of his first bits about the creation of the Pop Tart. Yes, and it's really cool, and I I can't wait for. I can't wait to if it comes out. I can't wait. <laughs> it'll, it'll come out. Brian Regan also has the best, one of the best Pop Tart bits of all time, which is like he's talking about how they have instructions, and it's like who needs instructions <laughs> for a Pop Tart? He goes, put the Pop Tart in horizontally, and he goes, oh, he's trying to figure out which way is horizontal. It's one of the best bits of all time. What was it like have, being he's directed by a him, competing though? movie that's coming out? Yeah, the I, same... I heard that called Frosted. Yeah, yeah. You do want yeah. it on Frosted. Yeah. A Frosted Pop-Tart is... And Paul Blart Mall Cop is in it as a character. Is this real? No. Is this real life? Didn't they do like two of those Paul Blart kind of movies? It was like a Seth Rogen one and a Paul Blart one. It was an Armageddon Deep Impact. That was just... That, that's what I was... It was the lesser... No, but it's the lesser known Armageddon Deep Impact mm-hmm. was Paul Blart and... Search and Destroy... Seek and Destroy? No. Um, I know what you're thinking, but it wasn't... Stop and Frisk. Stop and Frisk. Nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think that's no, it. That's not that. What is Seth Rogen is in it. He's the Paul Blart in it. That's right. I was thinking if I was gonna laugh, but you just told me a fact. There's so many people screaming at their Oh yeah, radios. Right now. Fuck but unrelated. Guys. Fuck you guys. No, You're I mean, saying it. I don't it? know why. I don't know why. I'm curious with the sandwich thing, where you seem healthier, happier. Where how are you? I'm one of those guys on set. I want to eat my stress. I want to eat my anxiety. Where are the, you? Where are you with, with nibbles? This, I think. I think if like two or three years ago you had asked me the sandwich question, yeah, and I would have like panicked all night tonight really? about like is Lauren gonna find out that you. <laughs> I think that the reality is that is like I think like now i'm okay with answering a question like that because i'm an adult <laughs> like well yeah and i can figure out that like what's well, funny that you put I it that way because if he's your dad <laughs> then you're a child yeah i feel less like a child than i did when i was there i was a child but you had to get child. out and and stake your own claim that's a fantastic way of of thinking about it yeah i was um and I think I maybe said it by accident, which is I felt more like an adult when I was 15. And yeah. then when I was on SNL, I felt like a child again. I felt right. like, right. huh? Like, especially coming from UCB, where it was like, we're going to do improv. We're going to sleep in the theater and we're going to do it every night for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And it's eight o'clock in the morning and we're doing improv. And it's not. And there was just like, there was a mentality of like, you know, like that. And like SNL was like, do you guys want to go to the studio and do improv? And it was like, no. Wow. <laughs> like, it, that wasn't, the, it wasn't the same, let's all go do improv to get, you know, it was, I don't think it was the same vibe. More, more cutthroaty? Where I didn't, 
Well, I think I was more naive. I was more like, we did it. We're on SNL. And like, they were like, I'm tired, man. We had six shows this week. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the reality of what was really happening. Right. My first couple years was not there. It's a disillusioning. I I felt very Michael Scotty. When I think back on my time at SNL, that to me is the way those two words are, are... Michael I Scott? felt a little like Michael Scott. Like I, like I thought I knew what I was doing, right. <laughs> but I, I didn't. And also, you were very excited as Michael Scott would have been. It, I not, like why, yeah, like you know, like you love him, but ugh. right, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, he keeps stepping in it. Yeah, were yeah. there moments where you really stepped in it, where you were just coming in with the wrong energy? Well, I just think I misrepresent, maybe misrepresented. I had, think I had no idea what was going on, and I may have just been better to say, I don't know what's going on, or in certain situations, just not get upset. I don't know. I just, right. you know, you second guess everything. But also, it's, I think it's this. It's like Seth, when I first got the show, I remember Seth saying, like, congratulations, you'll never talk about anything else again. And it's true. That was like the most true thing. Seth Meyers. Yeah. He's like, this is going to be the poll you're Seth measured Rogen. by. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. I thought you meant uh, Seth yeah, Rogen. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 Seth Meyers. Um, <laughs> and like, that's true. And it's like, it always gets back to it. Every, if no family conversation, no matter what, everyone just goes like, hey, you know, that's great. You wrote a book. That's great. But let me ask you a question. Yeah, <laughs> like, of course. No matter what. That's in Jay Moore's book. He says he was in Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise and then he did a late night show and they go from SNL. And he's like, I was in Jerry Maguire, which is a very, very big yeah, movie. Yeah, wow. Big part in a big movie. Yeah. And it didn't matter. It's the guy from SNL. Speaking of Jay Moore, he had like panic attacks. On oh, set. yeah, yeah, Did yeah. that ever, anything like that ever happen to you where your physical state was getting in the way? Yes. I have a well, yeah. I I remember reading his book like three or four times throughout my time there, and it was like every time it was different. Wow. Like, y- like it was like it was actually like that book in particular is a really interesting one, and was super helpful because in the beginning it felt like a what not to do at SNL guidebook, and then by the end it was like wow, that was super helpful. Like just hearing like the like the podcast, just hearing somebody else saying I went through this and this was my story right, right. in any capacity right. was wonderful because there's no, not a lot of free information over at SNL. And that's another thing that I learned at SNL, which is the kind of you being in the, the one who's in the room, you know, just like I'm not the one who's in the room. What do you mean? There's a room where they make the decisions and at SNL, and I am not in that room, and it is not my Hamilton. job to be in that yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. And I think I always wanted to be in that room, yeah. and I wanted to know what was going on in that room, and I think now that I understand that it was not, not my job to be in that room and that I was better off, not being me there. personally, much better off not being in that room. <laughs> it seems that when I'm hearing you talking about it now that there's a relief, like, oh, maybe David S. Pumpkins is back, David S. Pumpkins isn't back. Either way, Bobby's walking down the street. You know what I mean? I, I wish I wish I could say it was that easy, but there was definitely like I can't believe I get to do SNL. I can't believe I get to do. And from the moment they sent the text, it was the only thing I thought about the entire it was show week. Yeah, one hundred percent back, exactly where I was emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Just like it's a show week. Wow. I was writing drunk uncle jokes just in case, and then that ha- like it was like you want to do drunk uncle? And I was like yes, and like you know, like it was. But you have to act like it's cool. Well, that's oh, the if, thing. That's if, the thing uh, is knowing. Yeah, all these note cards called drunk uncle spell out. It was just easier. It was that. It was seeing that and going like you don't have to just relax. Yeah. 
and I had a wonderful time and like just going back and writing with the like update guys and like I was taken by just like I, I it it didn't dawn on me like oh my god like I I'm about to have a two hour rehearsal like I did this every Thursday and Friday for nine years and like seeing everyone so tired and gutted mm -hmm. at the end of the week and being like. But also going like, oh, it's so weird to be in this room and like the two people I know the m best are Keenan Thompson and Tom Hanks. Wow. Like, you know, like that's weird. Like it's like everyone's got, like it was like it was a brand new thing. Yeah. So that was also helpful like for moving on and like hmm. I haven't talked about it in so long that like out loud and not therapy. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, a, no, it's, very it's a hard interesting. thing to process, I of guess. Of course it is. Look at some of the sentences you just said <laughs> in, that, in that last paragraph. Here's a weird one. Uh, last last performancey question, then we'll move into Bobby the Man. The sex stuff. The sex stuff. The sex stuff. I'm just curious as a person to this day, mm -hmm. if you have a show, The Hollywood Bowl with the Muppets, what are you doing to get into a peak state for you to perform? Like, what is your <laughs> nothing? No, I mean, I, 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 that one in particular, like that. My parents were not there for that. And I wish they were for the sole reason of like, I had a baby like 12 days before that. And Whoa. then flew to California, moved to California, started a sitcom, started shooting a sitcom and did that those rehearsals and did essentially a full Broadway show with the Muppets yeah, at the Hollywood Bowl for like the first time they had ever done that really at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Like something like that, like a show show. Yep. Now they do it all the time. And like. Oh, I'm doing it later get, today. I was going to say for my, did I get points off? Yeah, I don't care. Though. I don't like how you're saying that. Um, kind of an that show was absolutely insane. I have no clue how I did that. But one. as an improviser and a SNL person and a Hollywood bowler, you don't have like a thing. Like you have a show in three hours. What are you going to do? Oh, how are you getting that show mentally? in particular? I just chain smoked cigarettes. Like I don't smoke anymore, and like I could quit for a long time, but I was extremely stressed. And I just remember standing like in the Hollywood Bowl, looking at it, just going like, and the Muppets rehearsing, and just going like, "What is happening?" And I'm in a corner, just chain smoking, going like, "What is happening?" <laughs> yeah, I think it's that. Just keep, and then you just hear a voice, "Hey, can I bomb one?" Well. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. That I feel like that was life for 20 years was just like insane shit like that. Like, yeah, like you're walking and you're panicked and you're dressed like a moose. And then Sarah Palin walks by and pretends to shoot you with a fake shotgun. And you go, that happened. And then you move on and then someone slights you. And then you're like, what was that about? And then it's yeah. Just, it was, yeah, 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 it was insanity. Just the con. Yeah. Of, and now of, it's not as fast. Right. You have, have the time to process. Have you ever... Oh, I do want to talk a little bit about your parents. How did they pass? And why six months apart? What's going on? They murdered each other. They murdered each other. That's the a, worst. A That's pill, the worst. A pill that took six months. The worst months. joke I've ever made in my entire life, I I didn't think. even feel anything in my um, body. Uh, uh, they did not murder each other. How uh, could they? My, six months. <laughs> uh, my dad... Uh, 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 alcoholic for most of his life, sick for a long time, the end of it, eventually uh, 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 complications of COPD. Is that um, liver stuff? Uh, uh, breathing. 
Oh. Lungs okay. uh, smoker for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 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 my, six months later, my mom, out of nowhere. It's had, like uh, Old Testament stuff, like yeah, died of a broken just like heart a sort of thing. crazy thing. And then, um, yeah, supposed to have surgery, couldn't do it, sepsis. Were you, and were you close with your folks? Very, very. And, I, and then you had just gotten married or you got married after they passed? I was married. Uh, 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 so they were there? Yeah, had a kid. Six months later, dad. Six months later, mom. Like, we're around there kind of timing. And that was... Maybe three months later and then six months. I, I honestly don't even know anymore. What, what shape did that take in your life? How much of it... What, what kind of a disruption was that in your life? And, and what did it lead to? It was huge, but, like, so many things have been huge. The pandemic... You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it was such an insane time for so long that it has all now kind of, like, melded into one chunk of, like, insanity but <laughs> one um, chunk of insanity that's your next book yeah <laughs> um what was the question what shape that disruption took in your life like what did it do to you i think it just like everything else it just made me a little smarter and wiser about everything but also made me realize that like that not everything is that you can't let everything get to you and be life or death you have to just some stuff you just it happens and you gotta i think about my mom and my dad like the best thing they could have done like now like it's it's terrible but you think in those moments like if i had to like my dad was sick and like stuff like if i had like if they were around for the pandemic like i don't know what would have happened like so like there's this cosmic thing of like those assholes bowed out yeah on purpose like right. you know what i mean like you know i like to think like you know I in those moments you have ramdas died right before the pandemic and it was kind of like it's almost it it's comforting to think that he was like i'm gonna leave now <laughs> you know what i mean before, yeah there was a little that. bit of that like i mean like the night my dad like you know was like yeah yeah it was there was a little bit of that and 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 I think I learned that. I think I learned that uh, it, it, I think it, what happened was like child before that. Yeah. A little bit more on my way to being an adult now than I was before. I thought I was, but I wasn't. Right. And I think that'll continue for the rest of my life probably. Yeah. And that's okay. And I understand that now. And, and I'm enough. God damn it. Yeah. It's funny that Stuart Smalley, those things he says are kind of good things. Kind of great things. It you was like I mean? a, It was a great thing. Yeah, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough, and people like me. Yeah, it's 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 not. Uh, it, it's, now it's not silly. Now it's not a joke. Now it's like because back then that sort can of you stuff believe it was that, even more fringe. Do you want to know something that's really depressing? My wife. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> the end, the end. My uh, my, my daughter, my wife, and I really enjoy. My daughter's super into Wednesday Adams Adams Family, but it's so rough. To think that, like, when Adam's family came out, the big joke was like, "Can you believe it? He adores his wife." Oh my! Can you God. believe this? They're so weird. She likes him even though he's ugly, and he respects her. Like, and like, that it's so the, depressing. That was the joke. The big joke was also, like, "They're monsters." He's in love with her. He treats her well. That is so <laughs> like, funny. and her and the whole thing was like, can you believe that is with that? Right. Like it's like it's like the most. Was, the I know whole he's a monster, joke. but he was foreign too, right? Well, 
in the in a, the original one he had like you know he had a certain look to him and now they have adopted that look for the animated series which yeah. is the greatest yeah and the and like they hired louis guzman for the show and have catherine with catherine zeta jones it's not a conventionally handsome guy like raul julia is very handsome yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. even then they couldn't right right think of hiring somebody who wasn't handsome like it's just like it's so funny to me like that just dawned on me recently and i like i love the adams family now so much more i feel like it's almost like i can relate to having like i my f- best friend in in junior not junior high great john school, candy john candy my best friend john candy uncle puck to me but um <laughs> he no my best friend miguel his parents Different were guy. like crazy about each other they were colombian and like I remember that feeling like distinctly non-American. How like he'd like kiss her hand and stuff. So I feel like the Adams family was taking that sentiment that it's like this isn't the dad at the grill with the beer tolerating his wife. They like they're one of those clearly sexually active couples. That's like like I remember looking through one of his dad's journals. I don't know how he found it, and he had sketched his wife naked. Like, and I don't think it was like a secret. It wasn't like don't look at that. It was like, yeah, your wife. It was just after my mom, dinner. Your mom is beautiful. Yeah. I, I I drew her naked, <laughs> and it was like I'm over here going like, you might. This is the Adams family to me. Where's the hand? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Where's the hand? <laughs> Speaking of monsters, have you ever seen a ghost? A real ghost? Yeah, not confirmed. What's in? What's your unconfirmed ghost? I mean, like I have, think I have a couple truths. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the first thing I thought of was me and Billy Quinn in high school. Shout out, Billy Quinn. Um, Edit that out. He saw a rock in the thing. He was like, "That's a spaceship," and I was just like, "You're right." And it wasn't a spaceship. <laughs> um, uh, but we for, we spent a whole afternoon looking at the quarry, talking about it, and uh, um, uh, uh, blazing weed. No, just looking no, at a rock. That was not. I was not that kid. I was like. College, yeah, no. Just watching a rock. Oh, may have been playing G.I. Joe's and stopped to go to comment about Billy trying to get me riled up that there was an alien invasion in Eastchester and there wasn't. Um, okay. And I don't know if this is like a ghost Person. story, but like my mom had an experience that she can't explain and she was very much someone who never spoke about that thing and only kind of talked about it once where she talked about how her father passed away right before our my sister was born and that she cannot explain it but she's like he walked into the hospital room and said quando sabella which is uh, you're she's so beautiful or in italian and walked out she's like i don't i can't explain it i don't know but that happened, and she's like, I don't know what to say about it, kind of thing. And like, we Her only dead talked dad about it. dad walked into the room. She claims, like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. and it's like, I don't know. Like, you know, it's like, and it's very well. She's having a, I, my now have been through a birth. Yeah. So now I go, a million things could have happened that right. made her really think that that was true for the rest of her life. Yes, sure. So, and I'll never know now. Just so. an Italian doctor visiting. She's full in an epidural. Somebody said it. It looked like her. You know, who knows? You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I have no idea how to explain that. Sure. Or it happened. Or it was the ghost of her father, and she just saw it for that millisecond, and uh, some higher power granted her a moment that will stay with her and still Until is inside rest- all of us. And now it's in, all in us same. as well. <sighs> Non-dual. Love. Um, have you ever almost died? Probably. Yeah. 
think one time in the Galleria parking lot, I almost got hit by a car. My mom like dropped her purse. I was real little, and like I think like I almost got creamed right there. But really, yeah, yeah. Somebody pulled me out of traffic once. It's scary. It's scary that we're walking around with these human squishers all the time, and we get in them, and mm-hmm. then we're the human squisher. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy that it's not happening more. I'm not a human squisher right now, but I will be when I leave here. Isn't that in your and car? And I was earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My friend, um, oh, John Chris, Candy. My friend, John Uncle Buck, to me, Chris Mars had this great joke about. He was like, he was like, when we get in our cars, it was like then you're a car, and when you're walking, you're a, you're a pedestrian and you're anti-car. Then he was like, and then people on bicycles are like Blade. They're like daywalkers. They they can go. <laughs> both ways like they get the benefits of car they're in the road but they also run red lights you know what i mean like they, <laughs> yeah. they're they're the day walkers the last time i was in i grew up in new york the last time i was in new york i was taking a car and looking at the buildings and i got like real crazy and i was like those are just all everyone's in there <laughs> like yeah. i don't know why like like the sides of the buildings went away like you know you would just see like schenectady like, you know what I mean? Like, the if Charlie you just Coffman. took the shell yeah, off, take it you off. just see all the rooms and, like, individual homes and lives. With people. I don't know why. Like, it really got me. I think just not being there in a while, like, I really just looked and went, stacks. this is bizarre. These are just ant hills, man. They like, are. <laughs> There's stacks of people. Yeah, it's crazy. It was so, I don't know why, just very And apparent. we don't want to see it. That's why it's reflective glass. It's like, don't think about what this is. This is a building. It's an ant hill. Fucking hey, dude. Just a place to stay. You do psychedelics? No. Not now. I mean, like, I didn't really ever. I tried. I feel like I tried everything once. That's not even true. That's... (laughs) I I had my fun and and tried stuff, but then, like... It was never Nothing stuck. I, like, smoked weed a bunch. That's it. Yeah. But, like, everything else kind of was either this year or this night, and that's it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or, like... Yeah, I was, I was never that adventurous. I love it. I'm lazy all around, even in my drug use. Your comedy partner is Charlie Sanders, or was? (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know if you guys still do stuff. I've told this story before. I'm not going to tell it in its entirety. But we had an audition at House. Remember House? I do. The far west side. It was like a long room, and there was like audition things on either side. Kind of. Probably not, but go on. It was on like 15th, way by the river on the west side. Okay. Anyway, I had an audition there, and it was for a hidden camera, Papa Gino's or whatever, Domino's. And it was, it was they just wanted improvisers that could pretend <laughs> to be chefs that, that would trick people, would serve them Papa Gino's or whatever it was. They'd eat it and would go, psych, that's Papa Gino's. <laughs> Like in a five-star restaurant. <laughs> hey, guess what? And he was my scene partner. And we wept. I couldn't, I can't He's look at him without laughing. People in the world. That's what I mean. Talk about Sinbad. Some people just are funny. He would just look at me. I'd be like. Sinbad's uh, his fault. What? I mean, like, I mean, like why I love Sinbad. Like, I think like we found each other. He used to tell me about this tape that he had. Where I. Look, whatever I'm mangling it a, jo- a, a joke that Sinbad did about if Dracula was chasing if man if a Dracula is chasing you just, and he trips his just turn around and trip him <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes 
Yes. And just about tripping Dracula and or that it was like it's tripping is it's tripping your girlfriend so Dracula oh, catches okay. your yeah. girlfriend. Well, that joke. Well, it yeah. got mangled in the retelling and we we just bonded on that and like we have a uh, we love Sinbad together. Uh, I, I love him. I can't believe that I likened him to Sinbad and you guys like Sinbad together. It's pretty fucking weird. I just he's just one of those guys that he would be doing a straight line. I'd be like, "Guess what that's Papa Gino's and he'd be like, "What?" He, and I would just <laughs> Yeah, he's weep with laughter and we left and we were like well that was a waste of our time and we got callbacks we almost got it of course <laughs> yeah he's that. one of those people he's one of those people like neil casey that can just like yes. he, he's he's an assassin in so many different ways like he's smart yeah. he's but he's also got this like alpha like it's hard to be an alpha in improv if that's a real thing yeah, like yeah. he's got it yeah like uh, even just intellectually yes. he's, he, i think he's just sneeze. I just wanted to give him a shout. Let's do a speed round and get you out of here. It's been awesome. Will you speaking of improv, tell me your the greatest lesson you've learned about improv. Uh something that you hold on to that maybe somebody told you that you take on stage with you. Um a guiding a north star of improv or just good advice for people that are doing it. Um Oh God! I was gonna like try and say something not real. <laughs> oh not, my God! Funny, but like, where you're like, look, if you're wearing shoes. <laughs> no, I was, <laughs> I was gonna go more like you don't have to do it for more than thirty three minutes ever. There you like, go. <laughs> yeah, keep it short. Like, I was gonna like, but I feel like that was slamming improv a little bit. Yeah, but like, yeah. I but that I also think is true now. <laughs> like, I do think that. That's um, hilarious. It's just because I'm a dad and I want to go home. Yeah, uh, and I factor in the drive now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that. A long uh, yeah, time ago. I'm with you. Um, um, I I honestly think now maybe it's just like the the I. I UCB taught us all like the don't think and the yes and and all that stuff. But then I just go like, I think the best part about like looking back now, if I had to tell somebody or if I had to tell my daughter, what was the best part about it was just like, it's, it's less about the shows and more about just like, did you meet 20 people, like-minded people who find it funny and like to go to the same place and do this mm. weird, mm. silly thing and figure it out and not... It was that. It turns out it was that. Like, yeah, it was more just like the whole experience of it was super fun. And like the performing is super fun. Like you, that's where... It, but it's like that's the selfish part of it now. <laughs> like it's like right. <laughs> you right. realize now like... This is again a near-death experience. You go like, wait, it was all just an excuse to hang out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. What about... Uh, I was going to say comedy, but that's, that might be too vague. I'm going to ask you, is there a great lesson you've learned about comedy, something that you hold on to? Well, now you say that more recently, I think it was like, uh, it was probably some TikTok or something. Like, I mean, you know those shows where it's just like in a dark room and there's a circle table and it's like Oscar Isaac, Benedict Cumberpatch, Tom Hanks, uh, Jim Carrey, like yeah, you know, it'll yeah. just be this Vanity assortment. Fair presents, yeah, uh, yeah, like this, like assortment of actors talking yeah. about acting, and it always makes me laugh a little bit. Like it's like it's very funny. Like if the if, like the world was over and these were the only people around, <laughs> like we'd have like a pretty good movie, yeah. <laughs> and that's think, it. That's like, it. But that's it. Yeah, no food so. or water. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But it, but, but in that, when, when you realize like we are in this world and Tom Hanks is some, he's sorry, I'm being long winded. He said something recently about like Tommy Hanks, Tommy Hanks about working on maybe it was Splash and being friends with Penny Marshall. So he thought he was able to like, he went to the dailies every day when they watched the dailies and that was something like whatever. And she was like, she talked to him in a certain way because number one, because it's Penny Marshall and she's awesome and she's the coolest. And because she was being very honest with him, was like, you can't come to these. Like we talk about you. We make fun of you. Like we might say something you don't like. Like you can't come to these anymore. Stop coming. <laughs> You're ruining it. Like, you know, like, well, not only that, but it's also like, it's not your job. It's not your place. Yeah, you don't need to know lane. this. And stay we're going to say you look bad yeah. or the lighting is wrong and you're going to take it personally because you're an actor. Yeah. yeah. And just kind of the way he explained that of like being in the room and not needing to be in the room and knowing when that, like that for some reason recently has stuck with me. Well, that's as what like, you were just saying about SNL. You didn't yeah. need to be in that room. Yeah. It's, 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 uh. Or it's or knowing when you need to be and that it's okay that you're not because, yeah, that seems like a show. I was going to ask you specifically about show business, but that's that's a great showbiz answer too. It's like know which room you need to be in, right? Yeah. What about marriage? Here you are. Yeah. Married for a while now. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. What, I mean, what we're really, is it? We're in a really great place right now. We like have an Adam. not been. Always? No, I'm just kidding. Hilarious. Being stupid. Um, <laughs> are you an Adam's family family? What are you going to say to that? We have a giant butler, if that's what you mean. Um, I just mean, what is a guiding star for you for marriage, to stay happy, stay healthy in your marriage? We, we've gotten really good at that recently, where we're, we're getting really good now. We had, like, a conversation recently about how, like, it's funny that, like, we respect each other now. And, like, that that's an actual thing. It's like a new thing. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, well, no, like, you've been together so long. And, yeah. you know, like, when we were kids, like, we had no idea. And still, and, like, we went through everything together. And yeah. it's just, like, now it's very funny to get to a point where you're just like, hey, remember when we were awful yeah. to each other? we yeah. had no idea yeah so all that therapy and growth obviously yeah. helps yeah, yeah, everything yeah. what about fatherhood the best i mean the best yeah scary and like especially now having the second one it's funny it's like it's happening soon and i'm a little like oh yeah i gotta also think about that too a lot more right it's easier it feels easier the second time you're like i'll just get that baby and i'll do that and like it's not that easy like, right, you know, it's, right it's like i gotta i gotta i think i'm i'm a little bit naive right now before the storm right well what is the the advice a little naive before the storm yeah in the eye of the storm in the eye of the storm is when you butter your mustard here's this is i i've I've so enjoyed this conversation and i i'm so glad that you i'm I'm how much do i owe you 75 dollars. i was gonna say for the session yeah 75 i have that in on me great well everything shoots in canada i assume yeah this is the Last question, but I want you to uh, take your time with it, meaning you don't have to feel rushed or booted. Can you think of a time in your life when you laughed? I told you about what me and Charlie, that was one of the hardest times I've ever laughed, just tears. It was also because it's like church laughter. You're not supposed to. They're filming us. Mm-hmm. We're fucking it up. We're blowing it. <laughs> but I couldn't look at him. I just start weeping with laughter. Then eventually he starts laughing. Can you tell me a story like that or a time in your life Maybe you were young, maybe somebody fell, maybe somebody farted, maybe you were in church, some situation, a funeral, you're not supposed to laugh. Can you tell me about a time when you laughed so hard that you cried, 
Uh, oh, I hate that one didn't just immediately come to mind. That's why I give all the the falling farting. You'd be shocked how much it's falling and farting. Um, it could be SNL like pitching something that was just. Stupid. It's funny. I, I have I have a very distinct memory of me. Jay Farrow and Cecily just one night just getting like, I don't know what, like it wasn't a common occurrence, but we just got hammered <laughs> like at SNL one night. And it was just like, Jay, Jay Farrow is a loud dude and a drunk Jay Farrow is even louder. Yeah. And it was the, it was just one of the most chaotic and fun, tiny office experiences yes. ever. Yes. Like those amazing moments. Um, um, But like, oh God, I wish I had like, you ever make uh, someone laugh so hard they threw up? You ever poop your pants? You ever... Uh, oh, God, I have a story about that, but I can't, can't tell it because that person would murder who? you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you make it, you make it me. No, then I, I have I have yeah. a very distinct memory of making Lorne, like, there's this, like, Lorne does this thing every once in a while where he will just, like, l- fucking lose it. Laughing. Like, l- lose it, laughing, like, turning purple, like... When you get him, you get him. Really? Oh, yeah. You don't think of him as laughing. I know he's a comedy guy, but you don't think of him as oh, laughing. Oh, that's the thing. But like when something like really gets him and it almost like it spooks him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like he gets a little like, oh, you got me. Like, and like, it's a great feeling because like the look on his face. I, I, I You took a picture of it? I have. I have a, a picture on my phone of Lauren super, super excited because it, it it's so shocking to see. Yes. That it's it like it's not you know he's I think he's more known for his yeah. you know in this tone not like that moment like <laughs> like yes. purple yes. like gasping yes. for air happening yes. yes. and I've seen that a couple times and it's it's always at the best moment because you're, you're never going to expect like what it is and it's usually like a little dirty. He likes like, the dirty I, for me for that moment the one where I got him it was like a what, super what was it? dirty line. I think it just came out of nowhere, and I still kind of can't believe they put it on air. I did this weird character called Janet Peckinpah. It was like a woman who the whole joke was just like she knew she was older. She knew what she looked like, and she would just walk up to famous people and go like, look. I know what I look like. And the whole joke was she was very self-taught. She's like, I know I look like E.T. when he dressed as a lady, but why don't you just throw one in me? And like... And she was very sexually aggressive. <laughs> and I think Look. it was, I think the line was to Adam Levine. I said, and like, I don't think I've ever used this term before or after. It was just like, it made me laugh that Janet would say this at four o'clock in the morning to Adam Levine. I just went, come on, Adam. I've been flicking my bean all day thinking about this. And I, we got, and that aired on television. It and did not. It did. And I still can't believe it. Flicking my bean. Yeah, it's awful. I don't like it. Oh I don't like it God. now. It's not me. Nobody I'm gonna go for it. No look, one does. I my favorite. It was a part different is, time that you, I was allowed to dress up as a sexually aggressive woman and go on television and sexually assault. Yes, uh, Adam Levine. It was not uh, a great thing, but uh, he like would the dirtier and the weirder that character got, the more he loved it, and that wow. always made me happy. That's a great. <laughs> 
great answer. I've never had someone take the hardest laugh question and go, "Here's the time Lorne Michaels laughed the hardest." It's fantastic for for, for me. Yeah, for for at least that I remember, where I was like, "Oh, I got him!" Like, yes. <laughs> like what that a feeling. really made me giggle. That that made him just giggle. to relate. By the way, I've told this many times. One time, I got drunk. Uh, fairly drunk, not like shit face, but like dinner drunk, like three cocktails drunk, and I called Jed Apatow dad. <laughs> I just was like, thanks, dad. And I was like, oh, no! Like, for real? Oh, this happened. I did that to my business manager right after my mom died. Thanks, dad. No, yeah, my business manager like gave me a very like good pep talk about finances, and she was like, you okay? And I went, thank you. I love you. And Hilarious. Yeah, you said I love you. Yeah, it was a little bit like I was still had my parents around, but I didn't. <laughs> you didn't have to add that. They we murdered all each other. Knew. With they knives. murdered each other six months after each other. Yeah, that's another favorite Onion headline. Biz- businessman accidentally ends business call with I love you <laughs> is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Bobby, thank you. I- I'm glad thank we you. agreed that Richard Kine is Fozzie. Uh, that's a really good one. I feel like not body shape, but Jenna from 30 Rock is a pretty good Miss Piggy. You know? Do you know who I'm talking about? Jenna Fisher? Yeah. In her. Oh attitude. no 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 Jane Krakowski. Jane Krakowski. I'm thinking, I'm Jane thinking Krakowski. the office. Yeah, Jane Krakowski. In the attitude G- of her great. character. That's great. Of her yeah, character. Yeah. Not yeah. not a. Not that she looks like a foam pig. She doesn't look like a foam pig. No. These days, look, <laughs> you're not going to cancel me for calling Jane Krakowski a no, foam no, no, pig. No. I think she would agree and be flattered by that. I think. I mean, there she's... is no other. Maybe Dolly Parton with a couple pills in her. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Kermit? Me. No, no um, I feel like it might be you. Get out of here. A little bit. Well, you got to. Uh, who's Kermit? I mean, if I'm Kermit, I'll take it every day. Well, I was thinking, you, like, John Kermit's Krasinski. just the best. He's yeah, no, like I was going to say, like, Ron Funches. Ron Funches. Ron Funches is Winnie the Pooh. There yeah, you go. Winnie the Pooh. Which is the Kermit of Winnie the Pooh. The Hundred Acre Woods, yeah. yeah. It's archetypes. Oh, my God. And Tigger is. Fozzie. Yeah, everything, Eeyore is the, is, everything is everything. Who's man. the Eeyore of the Muppets, though? Who's the Mopey? Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle, yeah. And he's our country. Yeah. There you go. Bobby, as Jonah Hill, I'm kidding. <laughs> would you say keep it crispy? It's, ha- it's how we end. You say keep it crispy, and then we walk away. Keep it crispy. <laughs> what a great Jonah Hill. Thank you. It was like he was here. 22 Jump Street. 23 Jump Street. If we're lucky. If we're blessed. Thank you. Thank you.